Thank you for tuning into the For What For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today, because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make, for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives, and self-love. Subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new week. It's so exciting, isn't it, that we get a little fresh start and I am feeling the vibes. The pumpkin spice is in the air. Did I order another year supply of Nespresso pods of the pumpkin spice limited edition? Yeah, I did. Does my house look like a Costco wholesale for Nespresso pumpkin spice? Yes. Yes, it does. Did I do this last year? Also, yes. Does anyone else I know spend $400 on a year's worth of pumpkin spice pods? No, I do not. But this is my thing. Okay. This is why I work. This is why I get up and go to work every day is to be able to do shit like this because I fucking love it. So with that, I hope you're all doing well. It's definitely feeling busy. Everyone I've spoken to, I feel like just the world is open and we're all on our fucking shit. Like not only is summer coming to an end and that vacation mode is kind of starting to end, but we're all starting to rev up in whatever careers and studies and projects are working on. Like everyone I've talked to, it's just go time. And I feel that same way about my life right now as well. If you are a new listener or a recent listener, I have made some huge changes in my life. I recently moved across the country. I'm currently staying with my dad in a specific city that I don't care to like necessarily be in. It has been great to stay with him and, you know, just be able to hang out, but I definitely intended to be in a different spot by now, but things are moving so quickly. So I quit my job, moved across the country, and I basically started out in when like July in Vancouver, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Toronto. I'm going to live in a specific neighborhood. I'm not going to mention it obviously, cause I don't want to give out my location. Um, and I want to work in tech sales and sure enough, here we are. Like I got the job in tech sales. I started a little bit sooner than I anticipated, but I loved the opportunity so much that I decided to commute from Kitchener. So it's been an insane couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. I have been commuting from Kitchener to Toronto each day and I take the train um, halfway. So like I drive an hour, take the train, which is another hour. And then I walk 30 minutes from Union Station. It's like a lot. It takes me two and a half hours each way, but I have tried to find some joyful moments in it, especially on the train, because it doesn't require active attention or anything. Like I can just sit there. So specifically the joy I found is Thursday mornings when Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been uploaded on Prime. I literally watch it at like 7 a.m. on the train, just you know, minding my own business. It's so fun. No better way to start your day. I wish that every day I had like a new show to watch that was that incredible, but that's okay. 
Other days I spend working on like a course that I'm in. Other days I listen to a podcast or music or read a book. I've been kind of using it in a, the time as efficiently as I kind of can. Um, and the other times I've been basically trying to find an apartment. Now, if you know anything about Toronto, it's one of the biggest cities in Canada, potentially the largest. I actually have no fucking clue, but it's a massive city. It's a mini New York and Vancouver coming just from Vancouver is typically the most expensive city in like North America, but Toronto is starting to take the cake. I think with the changes in real estate, percentages and um, the fact that the world is just a little bit different again, like the fact that during the pandemic, a lot of people moved out of the big city and now we're having to commute and now deciding to, you know, potentially get an apartment within the city again, or people are returning to school in person, people are returning to the office. So the rental market is truly atrocious. It has been a super stressful couple of weeks. I put it in my head that I was going to find a place by October 1st. I was only going to do this commute for a couple of weeks and then I'd be settled. And the last few weeks have been extremely challenging. I'm not going to lie. It has been fucking insane. And I hate not having like certain control over things. So that's been really good in testing me and my patience. But I did end up finding a place and I should be moving in on October 1st. So that is incredible. I'm so excited. It's like prime location, prime situation, all of that. I'll share more details as I get closer to that move-in date, but I am just super excited and I feel like everyone else that I know is even entering a new chapter. So it's kind of a weird, but cool energy in the air. I don't know if it's just me, but I definitely sense that in everyone I've been speaking to lately. So very cool vibes. Now with kind of this different season, I have been thinking about what discipline looks like in forms of self-love. And, you know, with the recent articles of this quiet quitting at work, if you haven't seen this yet, I'm sure you have. It's been all over, you know, the articles and TikTok and podcasts. Everyone's talking about it. But that's not what this episode's about today. But just with that in mind, and then this idea of like this soft life, I don't know if your TikTok algorithm replicates mine, but this soft girl era is, you know, basically kind of describing very, just like soft ways of living. So, you know, listening to your body, like not working out as much or as hard, um, taking days off, saying no to like going out, like protecting your energy and your boundaries, which I think all of those things are important. Um, but I think with the quiet quitting mixed with the soft girl era, And like this whole conversation, it's kind of bringing us into this further discussion of discipline and motivation and hard work and whether that falls in line with self-love. And I think based on kind of how I've grown up, how I view the world and my perspective, I think that discipline can be a form of self-love. Now, I want to be very specific here, can be a form. It's not all 
of the things, right? It's not the end all be all, but I think it's actually a huge factor. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'd love to kind of hear other people's opinions on this. Maybe I have a different, but this is just my perspective. So when I think of like discipline, I obviously, you know, we could go to Google and get the exact definition, but I really look at it as just doing the shit that you don't want to do. I think being able to show up even when you don't want to is a huge, huge skill that we can hone in on. Um, Now, Google tells me that it is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Uh, I guess I should have Googled self-discipline, guys. We're not not a genius. Okay. (laughs) LOL, if you can't laugh at yourself, you know who can. So self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. Abandon it. Wow. Pronunciation is not my forte right now. Um, So with that definition in mind, the way that I, yeah, just look at it is like getting over your bullshit and just doing the thing anyways, because you know, it's going to benefit you in the long run rather than succumbing to, you know, the short term pleasure or like dopamine hit. Um, so when I think of discipline, I think of how far it's gotten me in my life and it's really tough to kind of stay sift through these ideas of like the soft girl era and, you know, resting and like abandoning hustle culture, because for me, it's actually so ingrained and maybe that's something I need to work on. But I think we are losing the, I want to say just value of discipline in younger generations because there is this level of entitlement in like young millennials and Gen Z's, right? Just in the way that we have so much more access to things and the way that we want things so fast is at no fault of our own. I think it's just the speed of the world that we've grown up in when we don't get like a promotion within the first six months of being at a career. We're like, what the fuck? Um, same thing, even just going through school, I feel as though the four years of going through and getting my degree was a thing that forced me to really put time into something, even as brutal as it was at some points, but it was like four years I dedicated to something. And I think that younger generations are struggling with that. And like I said, it's not like an individual problem. It's definitely more as a whole. Um, and there's so many reasons for that. But I think when we think of discipline and uh, I need to stop saying, I think I know, I know when we think of discipline, we, it can feel a bit scary because it's very much a rigid term. It's harsh and it's tough, right? But when we think of the things that discipline kind of nourishes, like the little seeds that it plants, it can be a huge factor in someone's success, whatever you're wanting to accomplish in life. It is essential. If you listen to literally anyone's story about success, they talk about their ability to be disciplined. And 
staying consistent with that. And so what I think is really interesting about discipline being a form of self-love is on an individual scale, how much we have to overcome to be able to remain disciplined and how much of our own bullshit we have to set aside. And it's a really difficult thing to practice. It's not fun, right? It doesn't have that instant gratification that so many of us are so used to, not only in potentially life, but like on a daily basis. For example, social media is a very quick form of instant gratification. It, on a deeper level, hits us with that chemical in our brain that feels good, right? When we have access to so many things, it's quick. And it's kind of scary how much that can like mess us up. And I'm sure if I went down a large enough rabbit hole, it would make me want to go on a social media detox again. This is very also similar to what I studied in school, but I try to not fixate on it too much because if I do, I may not recover. But when it it's so funny because when we think of like instant gratification too, it's even as simple as a, a craving. Oh, I crave chocolate right now, so I'm going to eat chocolate. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't, but it's really looking at your current values and goals and assessing potentially like why you're not where you want to be. And I've had to kind of face this own thing with my own self right now because I'm actually really proud of where I'm at today, and I'm actually really proud of what I've been able to accomplish up until this point, but there are so many things that I still have in the back of my mind of wishing I had gotten further or done more or worked harder, and if I had pre in previous years, then where could I have been today if I had done X, Y, Z, right? Now, playing that if, what if scenario is never like a good fun game to play with ourselves and it can often lead us to just mentally spiraling. So obviously trying to stop yourself in your tracks is important because, you know, it's all about the stories that we tell ourselves and we don't want to fixate on that. But it's definitely a thought that passes by that you can either fixate on it and just let it totally derail you or you can just take it And rather than attaching your worth and value to it, just learn from it. And so what I'm learning from my own disappointment in myself in certain areas, I believe that if I'd done X, Y, Z and stayed really focused, I could have been further. So applying that to my life now is a good lesson because I don't want to live with regrets or live with any sense that I haven't lived up to my full potential. And I think that if anyone is feeling the same way, you're probably listening to this podcast already. Like you're already in that boat because you're wanting to improve your life. And when I think of the idea of just getting over your own bullshit and like doing the things that you know are going to benefit you in the long run, but never feel really good in the short term. It's so much easier said than done. And this is just an example of, you know, today I, so with this commute that I was telling you guys about earlier, it's been really taxing in 
my life um, and just not having as much time for myself because I get up super early to get out the door for work. I also am in office for the first time in years, so I really put myself together. I do my makeup and hair, which honestly has been really great for me. This is like an unpopular opinion, but I've actually loved being in the office. Um, I feel like everyone's on the remote life and like there are so many pros and cons to that. But for me, being out with people and a team that I really enjoy has been so good for my mental health. And I also just love to like make the world my fashion show. And so to put on real clothes and put on makeup and just feel really good, it's it's just felt nice for a nice change of pace for me after living remote and working remote and being so isolated and making money from my pajamas, even though that sounds glorious there was a level of kind of sadness behind it for me. So this has been really great, but the timing of everything has been a little bit tough because I'm up so early, up out of the door super early. I work nine to five and then I have a long commute on the way home. And then I basically have to like eat a snack, try to wind down and then head to bed again for the next day so that I sleep and I'm you know, alive and a well for the next day. So it's been a bit challenging trying to figure out where I can incorporate some self-love and movement in there. So what I've tried to do in this second week of working, so I started September 6th, like after Labor Day. So in the second week, I decided that I was going to wake up a little bit earlier. I know that sounds maybe, maybe even more crazy, but I was starting to get up at 4.30. Now I'm getting up at 4 a.m. And that's because that would give me 30, like anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes to squeeze in a quick workout. And I know you might be thinking, what's the point? I would rather have more sleep than to do that. But for me, it's not even just the physical aspect. It is the mental aspect and how energized those workouts make me feel. And so I know that in the grand scheme of things, it makes me feel so much better. But in the short term, it fucking sucks when it's like a little cold and you're so snuggled in your bed. All I want to do is just stay in bed. But to get out, do it and get it done, I always do feel so much better, but it's it's still not fucking easy. And I'm really proving to myself how to prioritize because everyone makes up all the excuses, right? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, this, oh, that. But if if it's important to you, you will make time. And everyone has different circumstances. I'm super aware of that. But I think finding somehow, some way how to fit it in your life, whatever that looks like, fit in whatever You can fill in the blanks here. It doesn't mean it has to be a workout. It can be anything, but if it's something that's really important to you, you'll figure your shit out. And so seeing how I was really proving to myself that I could prioritize myself, I found that it created momentum throughout my day of wanting to do other things and kind of that like eat the frog mentality, you know, get the hardest thing done first out of your way so that you can just continue off your day. It's kind of like created that momentum each day, which has been really cool and focused and 
has made me feel like a bad bitch leaving work. <laughs> and especially when I hit my pillow at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it just feels so much better. Um, and not every day is like that, but majority of the days have been going that way, which has been awesome. Now my commute situation is super temporary, so I can deal with that. But when it comes to the principles of getting real with yourself and identifying what's going to help you in the long run, I personally think it's so crucial to have that audit in your life and to see where you might be coming up a little bit short and assessing the results that you're getting because of it. So for example, let's just identify it to fitness because I feel like that's an easy one to relate to. Um, If you're not working out frequently and maybe you're eating a little bit late at night and you haven't been eating as well and you haven't been drinking as much water and your body's not feeling as great, you're not feeling as good, it starts to create that like really sluggish, slippery slope. Now, I went a couple days where I just couldn't work out. Friday, I slept in by accident, which was a whole nightmare. Saturday, I was so exhausted. Honestly, I just needed to sleep. And then this morning I finally woke up and worked out. Now, this was like my one day on Sunday to like get in a full hour workout. You know, you would think that I'd be so excited, but honestly, I woke up and I was like, kill me. I don't want to do this. I had a mental battle with myself for like the first entire hour of my day. I did not want to do it. I did not want to do it. I was so resistant. And then I did it. And then I felt so much better. (laughs) And it's funny how we even still have that instant gratification in a way once we've done, especially like the workout, because you get that after workout release, but it still doesn't feel like it's like you don't associate that quite right away when you get going you're like doing the motions you're pissed off about it but then suddenly you feel great and I mean other days it feels better than others I can definitely point that out but in a couple weeks of me showing up for myself I know that I'm gonna feel better and more aligned with my goals in terms of fitness And just building that confidence of doing the things that I said I was going to do and prioritizing myself. I think those are huge, huge things that really start to build up our lives and create those habits and instill those practices that get us closer to the person and future we're wanting to build, right? Now, this idea that discipline, I don't know, is almost like like, oh, you're young, enjoy your time. I don't know how much I agree with that. And I'm seeing it a lot over TikTok. And I just feel as though we have so much more potential that we don't even tap into. And I feel like people are missing the mixture or maybe the balance of working really hard, but also knowing when to rest. I think that balance is what I'm aiming to strive for because, and and you know what, maybe people don't have these big aspirations. I don't know, but I just feel like they're lying to themselves and this is just my perspective, but I really think that people daydream about things that they wish they could do or wish they could be. But I don't know that everyone's willing to go after those daydreams. And I think that actually separates a huge amount of society. 
but I know I'm in the percentage that wants to go after it. So in order to do that, discipline's going to be required and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be fun, but you have to be willing to do the things that not everyone else is willing to do to get the results that not everyone is going, not everyone's going to experience those results. Right. And I don't know about you, but I feel like when we put it into that perspective and that idea that holy shit with a little bit of consistency and discipline and focus, how far along you could be in terms of that pursuit of those goals and dreams is it like lights my soul on fire. And it's funny because all day I've been feeling super sluggish and even though I did the podcast and I did the tasks and did all the adulting, I've still just been kind of in like a meh mood and talking to you right now about this is actually lighting what I needed to light on fire apparently because it's feeling really good. Um, it's so important to really just identify those small habits that were exuding each day and the little micro actions that we're taking, how much compounding effects it could have in a positive way to get us to where we want to be. It's kind of wild, right? Like even if you think of just reading, I don't know, 10 pages a day within a week, you've read 70 pages minimum. And maybe your goal was to start reading more. Well, start with 10 pages a day, right? Just little things like that where, okay, 70 pages a week. And then that's whatever, 280 a month of pages of reading. That's probably a full book, right? So just little things like, actually, I don't know if that's a full book. I take that back, but you know what I mean? The fact that we can just start each day building these habits that exude the energy and the just everything we want to be in in the future. So what I was actually telling someone close to me is to identify this dream life. When you want to manifest your dream life and you become this dream version of yourself, you really got to get micro of like, what does the girl that you're wanting to be, a person, however you identify, but the person that you're wanting to become, how do they wake up each morning? What do they do when they first wake up and open their eyes? Do they hop out of bed right away? Do they get going on their day or do they lay in bed for three hours, go on TikTok, you know, drink three coffees? What do they do? Do they work out every morning? Do they meditate? What self-care practices do they do each day? What do they eat? What types of music and podcasts and entertainment do they consume? What kind of habits are they practicing each day? Where are they going? Who are they surrounding themselves with? Like asking yourself those questions is crucial to manifesting your dream life. And when you think of the discipline that's required to build amazing habits and have that sense of vision that makes it all worth the work that you're putting into it. But this discipline isn't going to happen if we haven't looked at the micro and the macro. So for example, the micro would be the each day 
um, and breaking it down and the macro is where we want to be. So what I would personally recommend if you're saying, okay, you're right. I haven't been as disciplined as I want to be. I want to show up for myself. I want to manifest the dream life and I want to get so much further in my goals. I want to look back next year and go, holy fuck, I'm doing it. I am so much further than I wanted to be. Then what I would recommend is putting on paper exactly where you want to be. And it doesn't matter what the timeline is. In my mind, I think looking at the big, big vision, the big dream right now, the one that fucking scares you, the one that like makes you turned on and hyperventilated and just like, whew, like puts that chill down your spine, put that dream on there. And then what I would recommend is basically going backwards on what would need to happen in order to achieve that goal. So for example, let's say you want to start a podcast, random example, since I'm podcasting. What I would recommend is going backwards and say, okay, I want to start a podcast. Cool. So what are all the steps? Okay. So I need to get a mic. I need to have a name. I need to figure out a concept. I need to uh, figure out how to record all these things. Right. So then you have these very much like checklist tasks of how you can go build out this podcast. Now, the big goals that probably scare you are probably like, I want to be a podcast on a number one charts, you know, on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Okay. So then how do we do that? Okay. Well first, and then you start doing some research if you don't know, right? Look at the other podcasts that are currently charting and going, okay, what are they doing? How many episodes do they have? What is their whole premise? How much traffic are they driving? What's their audience like? All of those questions is what I would ask myself. Now, I think it's really crucial to not get caught in the weeds of it too much, but just in that overall, okay, what would I need to do? What would I need to pivot towards each day to kind of get to that bigger vision? And just taking those small baby steps each day or each week and really like putting in the time, putting it in your calendar, color code it, do whatever you need to do to make sure that it gets done and keep working at it. And I mean, this can go for any area of our lives, right? Whether it's in, you know, self-development, business, relationships, uh, studies, like anything, right? Your fitness, health, all of that. So getting really just clear on what you're wanting and then working backwards. And, and I think we could actually do this in every area, like take that audit and go, okay, what am I not currently satisfied in my life with? And then going backwards and seeing all the different things that you're going to start doing to start building up the life that would bring you satisfaction and that, you know, you know, is achievable. Now, goal setting and all of that is something that I think everyone has their own way with doing. But I think the overall premise of this kind of helps get one started. Um, and then the idea that staying disciplined is showing up every day when you don't want to fucking do it and committing to that bigger vision for yourself and going, Oh yes, that's why I'm doing this. Even though I would way rather take a nap or I would way rather just lay in my bed and watch TikToks. And the funny thing about practicing discipline each day is that 
you might even almost get addicted to it to a point where you are getting it done in advance so that you can have that time to relax even further rather than procrastinating it and like really being resistant to the work and once you kind of implement that habit of kind of like eating the frog, something I mentioned earlier of like doing those harder tasks from the get in the morning, then you can award yourself those hours of more relaxation and more chill and not have to go so, so hard all the time. I think that's really crucial of knowing that you only have 24 hours in a day, but what can you do in those 24 hours and how can you really optimize the time and that compound interest of putting in the work each day so that in six months, you're so much further than you wanted to be and how much it's not even just like the singular days. It's like the compound where you're literally creating the most amount of momentum. Like how cool is that idea? Um, a huge speaker on this is Ed Milet, who I freaking love. So you should definitely check his podcasts and books out. He's incredible. Um, he talks about the power of one more. And so it really teaches you and like kind of tricks your brain into constantly doing one more to strive for greatness. And I think it's a really cool premise. So I didn't create that. He did definitely would check him out, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this and see how you guys feel about like discipline in your life. I just don't see how success can happen without this discipline that we speak of. And I think that it's something that maybe we're forgetting about in being successful. And I think the idea of generations is really interesting because of the access we have and the comparison we have, you know, seeing 15 year olds be millionaires, build blowing up on TikTok overnight. It can really skew our idea of like putting in hours and hours and years and years of work in. But I think when you really look at the greatest success stories of all time and and whatever area that is, it comes down to consistency and discipline. So, I mean, it sounds like a good recipe, (laughs) but I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know on Instagram at the not so average batch and at for what for who podcast. And as always, guys, love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys.